Warning. What you are about to hear may cause hunger, salivation, profuse sweating, and swelling of the taste buds. Listener discretion advised. Nevin, you're one of Ireland's most celebrated chefs. Do you accept that? Who says that? Well, I'm saying it. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> but, but given cool. a choice, right, and there's no good food available, mm-hmm. there's only filthy takeaways, and you're starving, yeah. what would you pick? First of all, there's nothing wrong with a takeaway in moderation. And if I go to a drive through at McDonald's, I wear sunglasses so no one recognises <laughs> me. Uh, and I what like, do you order? I like the barbecue Mac- chicken wrap. In McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's. And I like uh, chips. And if it's uh, if it's not McDonald's, I love onion rings. Oh, jeez, I love the batter. And all. Yeah, lots of salt and vinegar. Would chips. you go for a Smarties Quarter McFlurry? Butter. Oh, my God. Now you're talking. Pour it into you. Yeah, exactly. Oh or a Kit Kat one or something like that that'd be nice would you go for nuggets oh absolutely nuggets eight of them not just six with what sauce yeah maybe barbecue barbecue sauce yeah or Do sweet like? and sour bit, mm. of, bit, of, bit, of, bit of spice there right be nice okay so regular fries yeah. or, or large fries oh large large oh, Jesus just no filling in there regular ones absolutely oh my god you gotta enjoy it filthy animal a large coke oh gorgeous coke not coke down. zero just coke oh, coke zero what yeah. the hell is that with the straw oh, absolutely <laughs> Wash it all down. Yep. Exactly. Lots of salt. Lovely. And do you, do you like having the food in your mouth when you put a bit of the Coke in? So do you go, are you one of those people that you, you have a bit of the food in your mouth, a bit of the burger in your mouth? You're, so you're kind of churning it around, are you? Yeah, that's it. Just mix it all together. That's what it's all about. No, you're, 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 you're just plum-ossing me now. Do you, do you mix it all about? <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. So you eat the, throw the yeah, burger down the neck it. first. And, and wash it down. What, f- force exactly. it down with the... <laughs> Force it down. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Tasty stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Celebrated okay. chef Nevin McGuire there. Celebrated. Celebrated. <laughs> oh, you're a character. Well, look, even one of the top chefs in Ireland likes the odd treat meal, just like the rest of us. And just like that little bit you heard there, my interview with Nevin Maguire on this episode is full of laughs. He has a wicked sense of humour. He's a very funny guy, um, but also an incredibly hardworking, ambitious and productive chef, father and businessman, as well as fitting in a bit of crack every so often. We also talk about where that drive of his comes from. He does so many things. The genuine passion he has for his work, his thoughts on health and weight gain, and lots more. Customer said to you, one woman last week, Jesus, you're very fat, she says, you know. One woman said to me, and I said, you know, when someone said that now, I, I really want to switch off. I think that's rude. I got the call for Operation Transformation. What are you saying? You saying I'm fat? And that's, you're sort of, that's it. That's exactly. And the way they said, no, I don't want to fan you in like that. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Two it bombings. was the UVF who done two car bombings outside our restaurant and just across the street was the Garda station. There was 58 guards there and um, yeah, they were tough times now for my parents. They really were. <laughs> how many bras? Uh, it depends on the size of them. <laughs> how, Probably how one. Do you, how do you like yours? Uh, soft to the touch. <laughs> and Thanks then you Nevin. gently poach them low and slow. That's the only way to go, isn't it, Miriam? Okay. Two breasts, <laughs> low and slow. Okay. Thanks, Nevin. Can I just say one more thing? Yes, go on. Absolutely filthy. (laughs) All of that great stuff is coming up in just a few minutes, right here on the Mario Rosenstock podcast, which, of course, is supported by our great friends at Curry's PC World. Um, It's a fantastic summer of sport. 
uh, as some of you have noticed. We're right in the middle of the Euros, down to the last 16 now at this stage. And uh, you could do worse than popping up to Curry's PC World and nailing one of their fantastic, uh, huge uh, Amazeballs uh, televisions. I, I saw a couple myself when I was up there and they really are. They've actually gone to the next stage, really, of uh, of technology at this stage. I thought I had a nice telly because I watch so much sport and keep up to date with things. But there's some real fantastic ones up there. Anyway, thanks to Curry's PC World for their continuing uh, support. Now, on the podcast, as well as great interviews like this one that you're about to hear with Nevin McGuire, You also get brand new and exclusive comedy sketches every week here on the Mario Rosenstock podcast. These are bespoke original sketches that um, I do every week um, for only for this podcast. They don't go out anywhere else, not on the radio, not on the television, just on this podcast. And all the talk at the moment has been about the very big dark cloud on the horizon uh, or possibly looming on the horizon, the dreaded Delta variant. So I had a listen around to some of my other podcasting colleagues um, to see if they were talking about it, uh, if they were interested. And sure enough, everybody seems to be talking about this new Delta variant, um, including Blind Boy Boat Club's podcast. Embrace your inner dingle. <laughs> Caress the jackal inside you. What is your animal, id? Each successive generation evolves into a superior iteration of that species. Delta, the variant. Remember the B117? Ha! A numerical parasitic overlord inside us. Well, that was merely protoplasmic. Amoeba, lads, oozing from the semi-aquatic slime, or even Wuhan. But then it evolved. It became sentient and evolved into the Kent virus. And then the Delta variant. The virus is like an iPhone, mutating updating a new one comes out every few months the Delta the Delta Plus the Delta SE each update encrypting itself into your system these vapes are great where was I lads Ah, dingoes. Yeah. Blind Boy Boat Club there. And crime correspondent, Nicola Talent. She was even talking about it. I'm Nicola Talent. Delta has hit the streets. Even stronger than the previous strain, Delta gets into your system faster. With people freely passing it around, shopping centres, DIY stores, and even cinemas. Same gear, different name. But still the same familiar faces bigging up the Delta. Like the ruthless Sam Mad Dog McConkie. Or the renowned psychopath Luke the rock star O'Neill. And inevitably Paul the Ferret Reed. All of them slicing up a piece of the Delta action while a nation lives in fear 
of these tow rags. And it even crept in to one of my guilty pleasure podcasts. No, not Eamon Dunphy. It's called My Therapist Ghosted Me with Joanne McNally and Vogue Williams. Get a load of this. Vogue, I am warning you about this new thing, okay? Like, what are you talking about, Joanne? I'm talking about this fucking Delta virus thingy fucking nightmare yoke. Cool, is it on Netflix? Is it any good? Shut up, like, I lay bollock naked on my kitchen floor, okay? You have bollocks as well. Shut up, bitch. (laughs) Listen, I lay bollock naked on my kitchen floor in fucking fear of this thing, okay? This is scary. It's the scariest thing I've ever heard of. No way. Is it worse than the fear, like? Oh, my God, this Delta thing. Mate, it's, it's way worse than the fear. This Delta no. thing makes, like, it tr- totally trumps the fear. No way. No, nothing's worse than the fear, like, f- no, five bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon with the imagine, girls on Friday no, shut night. Up. Nothing imagine is worse than that. you have the fear, okay, and your yeah. phone is just there, and yeah. suddenly... Like the Insta notifications just start going fucking crazy. No. Okay? You've 27 new text messages. Shut up. Yeah, now. Shut up. Now, I am not moving for the next like what? 15 years, bitch. Oh, I am hiding in my walk in wardrobe for sure. And I actually do uh, have, I actually, that is a guilty pleasure of mine, that podcast, for reasons unknown to myself. There's just something kind of addictive about it. Anyway. Um, you get a brand new and exclusive comedy sketch on every episode of my podcast. Just last week, we picked five of our favourites and put them all on a bonus comedy episode, which many of you have already downloaded and listened to by pressing the subscribe or follow button for free. And do so if you haven't done so already. Subscribe or follow for free. Um, if you like what you're hearing, uh, go on, give me a rating, give us a review, write something. Um, tell us something ask me something Uh, give me a suggestion who would you like as a guest are there any sketches you'd like to see me do are there any new characters you see you think I I should do Um, and uh, thanks for getting involved on that level so I hope you enjoyed the amuse-bouche but I hope you then went into the starter which you've just been through uh, because now it's time for the entree because now it is time for uh, the main course you ordered an Evan Maguire he is being served up rare to medium rare, and he has just arrived on your table. Enjoy. Nevin, welcome to Mario Rosenstock's podcast. I'm Mario Rosenstock. Now, you and I... You and <laughs> I, I, I recognise you. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks for asking me. You're very welcome. You know, walking up to the studio today, um, I passed your poster a number of times. and You've turned into a rock star, really. Did you slap it? No, I didn't. Are you sure? I, 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 I a knelt, virtual hug? I, I bowed before it in reverence, right beside Paul Galvin and uh, Francis Brennan. Haven't I in good company? You guys' posters are all over the place. Know, You're I like know. rock stars. <laughs> It's cool though. It's it good. is. It's good. It's good. It is. I know. It's. It's. I mean, like with done stores. I mean, they've been very good to me. It's particularly the last few years. I've been working with them for six years, and it's been a lot of fun. To be truthful, which it has. Life is good, and um, it's reopened. You've oh. reopened up in McNean House, Mario. It's just so nice to be opened up. You mm. know, we've been closed for eight months. We got open a week before Christmas. We fifty-eight staff back, so we're open three weeks. So I'm just fifty-eight so staff. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a big operation. Yeah. So there's fourteen in the kitchen. So my head chef has been with me now for nearly uh, seventeen years. Mm. So we've a really good team. All the chefs came back. We have a couple of new staff, but they're all local. Like in a small little village that is maybe 300 people, it's phenomenal. So you've God. probably answered this question a million times, but how has it was it was it for that that 
awful uh, months. To be honest I mean. with you, okay, so business-wise, it was dreadful because we cancelled about 3,000 bookings. Jeez. Personally, it was one of the best things ever happened to me. Because it slowed you down? Well, it slowed me down. It just reset me and I just had fun and got into a bit of music and re- rekindled that. It was never cooked as much uh, doing uh, online videos. So I really had a lot of fun and a lot of family time, which is fantastic. Yeah. The twins, Connor and Lucia. So, yeah, we're a great time. Like, because your personal, your, sorry, your public demeanour, right, is very upbeat, very, very happy. Ah. Very homely, very warm. But behind all that, Nevin, is... I wasn't going to say... <laughs> I wasn't going to say total tragedy. <laughs> I'm saying behind all that is an incredibly hard worker. And as someone who... Like, one of the first things you asked me before this interview is, how do you fit it all in? How do you fit it all in? Go on, go on, come on, come on, tell me. How do you, how, how do you fit it on? And it's exactly what I want to say to you. How do you fit it all in? Uh, I suppose it's about having a good team around you. Like, I have a, a, a lady, she's like my guardian, Angel Andrea, so she would manage my diary. If you were to ask me that question two years ago, I'd have known what I was doing every day for six months now I don't I hardly look at my diary which is great I'm doing mm. I'm doing maybe videos coming up here with you so it's great to have a bit of normality but I learned that what I can do at home like doing Zoom for example like last week I was doing a Zoom a cook along with 12 blind children I mean that was incredible for me I've done this quite a few times with them and next week we're doing with 30 kids so Zoom is 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 has opened a lot of platforms for me and it ma- communication I mean it, you know I think it's just great food we all have to cook and one good thing that I think is going to happen out of Covid is that more and more people are cooking which is great and taking an interest in food I suppose how it all began Mario is last day St. Patrick's Day a week before it before we were closing I just put out something on social media anyone wanted help or assistance recipes and all that I got over 400 emails 24 hours I've never got that engagement in my life and I just said okay there's something here people just need help and we just kept the recipes really simple my wife do- recorded them on the phone Imelda we'd done them in the studio so it was a really something for me to get out of bed and go to, to do because the restaurant was closed that was soul destroying but you just need it's no one's fault you just need to get on with it so I think cooking it's reconnected people with food with produce I mean cooking's my life it's all I've done from the age of 12 I just love what I do I love to be uh, positive and you know you asked me there about your business like we're lucky that we've reopened and we're full you know and even though we cancelled a lot of people but we're very lucky to have jobs you know so there's a kind of reality check too for us all that we're lucky to be able to go to work that we're full you know we get lots of bookings and lots of cancellations so we're very very lucky Did you think it, it should have happened earlier? What? The whole reopening Oh I, I think they were in no win situation yeah. I think they've done it really well I'll tell you what there's nothing worse than mm. opening and closing for your staff, for your customers. So we got open a week at Christmas and then we were closed for another five months. I mean, that's soul destroying for staff, mm. you know, for mental health and that, to be truthful with you. So um, I used to go into the business every day because I live five minutes up the road, but then we just stopped doing that. You know, mm. we always had people in reservations Monday to Friday. So that was nice because people were booking and yeah, it's incredible. People are booking for two years ahead. Like, it's mad. I don't even know what I'm going to do nearly a month or two ahead. But people want to come and they want something to look forward to because we're probably a special occasion restaurant, whether it's an anniversary or birthday or Ever like that. So, um, yeah, did the, I, I think the government's been very good, truthfully, to, to our industry. And I think, the, I think it's, it's nice the way it's doing gradually. I, I kind of felt bad when we opened because we're still a restaurant, but we're a hotel with 20 room, bedrooms. So for other restaurants that couldn't open, what's the difference in eating in a hotel restaurant and a regular restaurant? That's a real challenge that now. So hopefully all our colleagues are going to be opening up in the next few weeks. Yeah. And it'll be good. Nevin, um, I asked you a number of questions. I sent you a number of questions on email before you came down. And, so, and you, you answered them all within, I think it was three minutes. You just sent it straight back. You just, no messing around. Um, and one of them is just a talking point. So basically we ask, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Or is there anything that kind of annoys you? Or anything that uh, little, maybe it's to do with your business or whatever. And what did you say to me? 
Go on. What did I say? Well, first of all, I don't get easily annoyed, but something I would love to see is, I suppose, particularly in the last year, is more and more young children cooking and home economics being um, part of the curriculum at school. Like, I'm the ambassador for home economics. I was the first boy to do home economics in school. I love being with all the girls, but I tell you, I got slagged, so I did so much and picked on. You were the first boy to do home economics. In Manor Hamilton, yeah, Yeah. I was. And I loved it. And don't don't get me wrong, I was there. I was terrible at the sewing. We had to do nutrition and all that. (laughs) I, I think home economics, as 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 a as a is such a life skill as a subject. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think everyone. I think there needs to be kind of like forward thinking. I mean, like if we're going to get young people into cooking, and it's about nutrition, it's about saving money, it's about better health. It's it ticks all the boxes. I I just would love to see every young person being able to give that opportunity, you know. And I just think it just needs kind of joint thinking. And I I think it's a great subject. I yeah, I mean, like yeah. I think civics and civics is a subject, for example, that. The schools have tried to introduce more into the in, into the curriculum yeah. the, the, the knowledge of where you live and who does what and you know what kind of society we live in and the basics of yes. our society um, but you're dead right home I economics do. yeah the, the, the practicality of it well when you think of it after school they go to college they have to fend for themselves yeah. and show you them move how into to cook. A, yeah. as, as a student and how to cook something for five euro I mean you can cook delicious food very simply if you just be clever and just show them the basic skills whether it's scrambling an egg or doing something because eggs are one of my favourite ingredients and they're versatile and they're, they're cheap they're not expensive so I mean like for me it's about just show, just getting young people and, and doing that I'd love to see more and more young people now it is definitely becoming more popular uh, home economics and a lot of boys are doing it because yeah. you know years ago you were laughed at and said you're not doing you're not doing woodwork you're not doing metalwork what's wrong with you yeah. so yeah I, I, I loved it and my home economics teacher was hugely supportive Ray McMorrow she was great to me she yeah. was a fabulous woman yeah wonderful okay so more kids getting more kids well I'd and- love to see that I mean like you know I, I just think it'd be a positive thing and I'm a positive person I just think forward thinking I think food we all have to eat every day but why not eat simple and eat well and eat eat nutritionally I think that's really important because yeah. it does tick all the boxes home economics is not just about food it's about nutrition too yeah. and I think I think you can learn a lot from it I think so and you you left school at 16 is that right I did yeah I didn't do my leaving cert I left after my junior cert yeah no um, regrets about that no I was actually very sick for a year and I was in hospital I was in Crumlin hospital for about three months yeah I had um, I had uh, problems with my liver and I had jaundice and hepatitis so I was actually very very sick and I had to repeat a year and Ooh. like one. So I'm a twin. So um, it was very hard for me as a twin because we're very close and he was going. He was I know. I, I didn't, yeah. Nevin, I didn't know that. I needed to check. I needed to check. That's why I asked you. Are you, you are actually a twin. I am a twin and myself and Imelda, we have twins. Connor Lucia, my oldest brother is twins. You know, we love value in Cavan. <laughs> the price of one. But you know, I knew you'd get yeah. that out. So he's a, he's a woodwork teacher. He and, and technical drawing. He teaches yeah. in the solutions. Um, See, all the family worked in the restaurant, Mario, but none of them wanted to continue it on. Now, I, sorry, I'm, I've just yeah. thought of something. Now I know how you get everything done. Why? Now I know where you get everything done. You have an appointment to go on television in the afternoon. You have a radio in the morning and you have a cooking class in the evening. How does he get it done? He sends out the feckin' twin. That's what he does. We're not identical. Hold well, on. he sent you put a wig on him or something. <laughs> you send out the twin, don't you? And he's there. Okay. No, no, learn the me accent now. Learn me accent. I'm sending you to Mario. I'm sending you down to Mario to learn me accent. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Get down there and do the di- Dahi and Mora. Dahi and Mora need me too. Get da- What's his name? David. David. Dahi and Mora need me. Dahi and Mora, get down there and pretend you know how to cook cheesy scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Uh, what does David do? David's a teacher, so he, is, he, he does woodwork and technical drawing. So yeah, that's what he does. Right. You don't believe me? No, I do. <laughs> We're not identical. He should be doing home, home economics. <laughs> yeah, he should be. Actually, he should be. You're right. 
<laughs> yeah, he probably he didn't do it actually when he when he was at school. So yeah, I suppose so. That's 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, the, the hepatitis did that just stop then? Oh yeah, just cleared up and, right. and, and that. Yeah, but I suppose it was a difficult time to be in hospital. And mum and dad, you, like Dublin, you know, the roads weren't as good then. Mm. They used to come up every Sunday. Our restaurant was closed, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was a tough couple of months in my life personally. Yeah. But uh, listen, it's all behind me now. Yeah, but I, I suppose sorry to interrupt mm, you. That kind mm. of made me more focused. So it made me kind of more focused and determined because I was at school. I wasn't great at school, and then when I went back and had to repeat a year, I really knuckled down. I really did. Like, I got a really good junior cert and I said, no, cooking is for me. I want to go in. I don't want to do my leaving cert. I was very focused. And young people sometimes aren't, you know, they don't know what they want. And you got to maybe encourage them, support them. And, you know, we'd love them to be chefs or doing whatever like that. But, you know, as long as they enjoy cooking. So I went into Fermanagh College in Inneskillen. I actually applied for Killy Beggs College. I wasn't accepted. And I always kind of share the story with um, with young people that it, life is a roller coaster. We all take knocks. And if you follow your heart, follow your dreams and you enjoy what you do. I think that that is that is very important. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. And it kind of leads me on to where I was going next, which is, I mean, you, like <clears throat> this isn't a, this isn't I'm not trying to deliberately compliment you or anything, <laughs> but you're incredibly productive. Let's say <laughs> you remind me of somebody like Matt Cooper. All right. I mean, you know, Matt, radio program five days a week, television program two or three nights a week. Serious. Um, the f- 15 books, um, five, six columns a week. MCs, and you're just going. Where do you find the time? I mean, he doesn't have an identical twin like you, <laughs> so obviously he has no excuse. But kind of where I'm going with this is, like, do, have you identified where you might have got the drive to do this? I think my mother and father, because uh, when we go back to the original business, like our bo- our house was bombed twice during the troubles. So from 1973 to 89, we were closed, and then we reopened. We were closed for 16 years. Yeah. Why? Oh, the border. No one wanted to come near. Oh no! Oh, Jesus! Yeah, honestly, so, so we're right. We're literally so two minutes from. Literally, you were a no-go area. Yeah. Oh well, kind God. of. Yeah. Okay. I say in, in people's minds. Yeah. In people's minds, you're right. What were sorry the bombings? Yeah, what were the, the circumstances was, of the two bombings? It was bombings? the UVF who done two car bombings outside our restaurant, and just across the street was the guard station. There was 58 guards there, and um, yeah, there were no one was hurt. Thank God, no one was killed. Those particular injured. ones, no but, one yeah, killed. Yeah, we got no. warnings, but I was only very young. But there were tough times now for my parents. They really were. And then, so then, and what we, did they do when the business was closed? Uh, Mom done B and B, so uh, some of the guards and customs th- were staying. So she had nine bedrooms, and then she reared a family of nine, five boys, four girls, big family. Wow, yeah. So she was a busy woman. So that's where I got my inspiration. First of all, to cook. But I saw a woman working exceptionally hard and looking after her staff and her team. And, you know, mom was a great mother and a, a great influence on my life. Uh, taught me about respect and just, you know, being good to people. And, and that's a good quality, you know, to look after your staff. Like we, we have one woman working for us for over 42 years. We love her to bits. We can't get rid of her. Don't tell anyone. Now we do. She's amazing and she's fabulous. And so it's all about your good team. You know, you can't do what you do without a good team, you know. So that's well, that's that's a, that's sometimes seen as a platitude. But I think um, you obviously mean that from the heart. Mm. And, and so mom maybe had this uh, sort of very hardcore work ethic. Yeah. Oh, my God. She really had. I mean, a God love her. She smoked like a train. She loved her John Blair blues. And unfortunately, she ended up passing away nearly six years ago with lung cancer. So uh, we every January when we closed, we bought my mum because um, my dad was killed in a road accident going into Sligo, unfortunately. Someone fell asleep and ran into him. So you like, you know, oh, every, every family. When did that happen? Uh, that's over 22 years ago. And so what age was he? That, uh, dad was 59. 
shit. Yeah, that's a young man. Young man. Young man. Yeah, he was, and he. Was and was crazy. he young in himself? Was he? Yeah, he was. Was he? He was, and he had big plans because he was a bit ahead of his time, Marion. I'll tell you why. He when when our restaurant was struggling, and believe me, it was struggling. Um, he we developed a range called Macneen Cuisine. So what it was is fresh soups, sauces, ready prepared kind of um, potato gratin, uh, beef stroganoff, that kind of thing. So he was and really natural products, uh, very short shelf life. So he used to drive up to Dublin every week on his own and deliver to some shops. So he was a great innovator. He, he thought outside the box and he was so proud of, like, I suppose, the way the restaurant has changed over the years. Obviously, he didn't get to see what we're doing now. But I mean, like he did, they started it all in, in the tough times, you know, in tough times. Do you ever feel that like, do you ever feel a sense of enormous pride about oh. what you've done and how they would have been so Absolutely. proud of you? Tell you a good story. About uh, two weeks ago, when we just reopened, uh, one of my strawberry suppliers, Pat Clark, lovely man from Stamullen, and he handpicks all the strawberries. He's fabulous. But he got a specially commissioned um, painting of the restaurant, the cookery school. And I just uh, stood back and I kind of got a bit emotional, to be honest with you, and just thinking, my mum and dad would be very proud. So so we have the building. We bought the building next door. You know, we're queued up in Calvin. We don't do things too fast. But um, <laughs> to be honest with you, we developed, um, what, 20 bedrooms, uh, a nice lounge area and then the cookery school. So we do things in stages. I I just want to do one do one restaurant. I've had offers to go to different places yeah. that never interested me. I'm just happy. You see, it's about quality of life. I'm 47 now and the young family, I'm enjoying what I do. Uh, I do. I think that's the key. There's also an element of quality of what you deliver as Good well point. in terms of if you if you keep diluting yourself, Good point. Uh, eventually you'll be able to, it, your quality will be diluted. Well, and then you're relying on more people and you lose control and that's the thing that I've seen other chefs doing um, particularly opening maybe lots of different restaurants and you know sometimes the quality can go unless you have a good strong team and look after your key people it can all fall down like a pack of cards so I never had any interest for that I was once offered a job for a Chelsea football club to open an Irish restaurant first of all I support Man United no way I'm going to go to Chelsea but uh, the managing director came over and we bought him to the Ulster final my dad when he was alive and uh, I think uh, Donny Gall and maybe Calvin were playing I think so. Anyway, we lost. But uh, he couldn't get over um, where we lived, the restaurant, and I got him a chef to open his restaurant and the rest is history. But I, I had no interest to, 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 to move a field. I, 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 like I worked in other countries, learnt and all that, go on stages, we call it, Mary, where you go and you work. You don't get paid, but you go and you work and you get fed if you're lucky and you learn. So you can't buy that. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. you worked... Around the world in all yeah. these various dif- different degrees of Michelin starred restaurants. Yeah, I worked in a restaurant in Arzac. It's the oldest three Michelin star in San Sebastian. And it was a great opportunity for me. There was 25 chefs in the kitchen. I think only 10 of them got paid. The rest of them stayed there a year for, for free. And I remember doing preps. You couldn't move your elbows either side because you, there was so many in the kitchen and they were so good to me. Um, they were just wonderful. And, and that was a great experience. That was a real eye opener for me. And then I worked in, um, in Luxembourg with the only chef, female chef, excuse me, to win the best cook in the world, Leah Leinster, book his door. And when she lost it in the k- kitchen, you'd run because she'd make Gordon Ramsay look like a pussycat. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, yeah. But she was very good to me. She came over and stayed in Black Lion and she couldn't get over the quality of her milk or cream or butter. She used all Irish beef and lamb. So we made a great connection and she was a great influence in my life. She's a fabulous woman. Would you believe that uh, the President of Ireland is a big fan of no yours? No way. And oh my God. he's been listening into the podcast because we have this special uh, feature that, that uh, people can listen into the podcast while we're doing it. And can, He's can, a man of great taste. He, he is a man of yeah. great taste. And he's in Oros Nuthron and he wants to talk to you and I hope he has some questions for you. Okay. Uh, Mr. President, um, you're welcome to talk to Nevin Maguire. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's 
absolutely wonderful. Um, listening into the podcast, um, Nevin is such an interesting person in every respect. Nevin, are you there? I am, Michael. I love our Mr. President, should I say. Lovely to chat to you again. It's great to talk to you, Nevin. I never realised you were such a, a fanaticist about trance music. Sure, sure, I turn me hand to anything, cooking, you name it, a bit of gardening, you know, we've met in Bloom and, you know, sure, a bit of music. Sure. That's right, it's we great. met in Bloom yeah. and I love house music myself. Oh, wow. And I love a bit of Dario G and Sash and Scooter. Oh, a, Scooter. A, 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 do you like Scooter? Fantastic. One of my first records I ever bought. Oh, my God. I love Scooter. I absolutely love I call it Aurus music, not house music. Oh, what? I love it. It's Aurus music. I say everything in Irish. But I was wondering if you'd do me the great honour, Nevin, if you wouldn't mind combining your culinary talents with your DJing talents. Okay. I would, I would love to hear you doing some DJing, if you don't mind, but combining it with a bit of, um, with some wonderful recipe. Would that be possible, Nevin? That would be fantastic. And we, we, we could maybe go, to, go do that, you know, with a nice cheesy kind of like, Scrambled egg. What, how does that sound? Do you like your eggs? I, I love me eggs. I love me eggs. Are you going to do the recipe to the DJ music? Should we give it a go, will All we? Right. Have you got okay. your decks there Absolutely. with you? Absolutely. The techniques are here. Yeah, oh, plugged in and out. Absolutely. Oh, here we go. That sounds oh, yeah. wonderful. So put your hands up in the air. All right. Okay. Nice and high. Right. My hands okay. are in the air. So we have four eggs. Juggle four on eggs. either side. Yolks. 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 Lovely. That's yes. it. What Keep do I going. do with the eggs? Keep going. Crack them into the saucepan. Crack. Crack. Banger. 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 Now. Okay. Next thing I'm is... I'm on the phone with Nevin McGuire, Sabine. Shut up. <laughs> So we're going to grate some cheese. Great, great. great. Get that cheese out. That's that it. Mind those fingers. Okay. Get okay. Fingers in the air. <laughs> That's it. One hand in the air, then you whisk it all together. Whisk, 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 whisk. whisk. I'm off my tits here, Nevin. <laughs> well, you're looking good and sounding even better. Well done. Thanks. Okay. So now we're going to put it onto the heat. We're going to whisk it nice and gently. Gentle. Yeah, that's it. Harder? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Harder? So like spinning the tunes, harder. Yeah, that's harder. it. Faster, faster, faster. Let's go. Okay, that's it. That's it. Oh, watch it. Don't burn it. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep stirring. These eggs are flying. <laughs> they, so am I. <laughs> right, what else? Okay, so a little bit of salt, a uh, spoonful of butter, and then we add in our cheese, and that's it done and dusted. Fantastic. Thank oh you, Nevin. Oh, my God. Wow. Well done. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Nevin. Bye. Thanks very much, President. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Two questions here. Is yeah. the restaurant in, uh, excluding COVID, is the restaurant er- area in Ireland in good shape, do you think? Absolutely. It's never been better. Because So do you think for the kind of country we are, a country of five million people approximately, mm-hmm. do you think we have a good selection of restaurants and that the cuisine is, is strong? Mary, if you'd have asked me that maybe 10 years ago, I'd said, we're getting there. Oh my God, it's it's absolutely, excuse the expression, shit hot at the minute. Mm. There's some seriously good chefs, talented. We have always had good produce and now it's got readily available. Do you know what I mean? For people, for the consumer, but there's some absolutely outstanding chefs all over the country. Yeah. I love coming to Dublin because there's so many good places to eat, but even throughout the country, it's just magical. And I would see that like for my television shows when you go and meet uh, chefs, producers, you learn from them, you don't copy, you get inspiration, you say, that's clever. That's So there's never been a better time to eat in Ireland. Sure, hopefully we'll get through COVID. We need to be careful, take our time. But I think there's some seriously exciting cooking that can really compete with a lot of countries. I go to Spain on my tours a lot. I go to Italy, lots of things. So I, I'm kind of well-traveled and that's not in any way being big-headed or anything like that. So I'm always learning about food and about culture. But I think in Ireland, well, we definitely we definitely have something very exciting. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm old enough or young enough to come from the time where, you know, you'd go into a, a restaurant and you go, you know, in the 80s and you go, can I have the uh, chicken Kiev, please? And they go, 
Oh, you're a bit posh, aren't you? <laughs> what next, lasagna? <laughs> huh, look at this arsehole. <laughs> or the mixed grill. What? You want a what? You, you want a what? A cappuccino? What? Who the fuck do you think you are? You, want, you mean a, white, a coffee with milk? Yeah. And your chicken. Quiche Lorraine. Quiche Lorraine. Who's Lorraine? Who is she? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, so it's come a long way since then, hasn't it, Nev? Oh, you're brilliant. It really has. And it's it's exciting. And like, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. Because when I think about our restaurant open, Mario, my mother was doing a mixed grill. You know, she was doing really simple, tasty yeah. food. Well, um, there's nothing wrong with simple oh, no, food. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. But it shows the way like the Irish palate is become quite sophisticated more educated yeah and more educated and more adventurous that's the word yeah more yeah. and more yeah. more willing yeah, to try definitely. the other thing you mentioned there of course was this um, female chef who, who you said makes Gordon Ramsay look like a pussycat <laughs> Leah Leinster yeah Leah Leinster is yeah. her name yeah, yeah. Um, it just leads me to kind of ask you this thing about <laughs> well, no it's, it's, it's just a, I suppose you've come across it before but it's like most of the leading chefs in the world and certainly if you look at chefs in Ireland they're all male I would, uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah, there's a lot now. If you look, okay, so we'll say like there's an ordinary chef in London, Claire Smith Core. She got Mm. her three Michelin stars. There's, I would kind of disagree with that a little okay. bit. If you're in the industry, there's a lot of Within seriously. the industry. Yeah, within the industry. So, so are you saying within the industry there's been a comeback or... A, there's a, always been. Always there, been. I, genuinely, Because if you're looking at television and chefs, yeah. you, you would be forgiven for thinking the male, that chefs is dominated by males. Uh, I would agree with that to a certain degree, but definitely in restaurants I've worked, uh, it's definitely like in, in our kitchen, we have 14 chefs eight of them are female mm. so and that's always we've always had kind of like a, a good balance there yeah. like my head chef she was one of my students at Fermanagh College she's been with me as what is 17 years nearly mm. and you know so definitely there's a lot more uh, top, okay. top top female uh, definitely some people yeah. say that if the world was run by females this is a different kind of thing now Nev something that if the world was run by females we, we would never have had the amount of wars that we've had I totally because, agree because females when they're in women who when they're in charge of things um, are, are more Bit, uh, willing to find compromise, more willing to find solutions to things without necessarily being like men who are risk takers and just go push the fucking button and I blow know. them up. And it's the ego thing too. It is. There's an ego yes. thing and a testosterone yes. thing. But I wanted to ask you that in relation to, to chefing. If you have a top female chef yes. and a top male chef beside each other, not to say who's better, but is there a difference between a top male chef and a top female wow, chef? Wow, that's a really interesting question. I think a female chef brings a calmness and a certain level in a kitchen. And I've worked with, you know, a three star, one star, two stars so that's really interesting I definitely think uh, there's a motherly instinct in them and they're they're definitely well um, in my experience I, I, I just think they're they're just super super talented and re- respectful to a certain degree but there are no walkovers I mean like, you know if you if you fuck up you you definitely do you're in big trouble do you know what I mean so it's it's about I suppose whatever level you're at I mean like I've worked with, with some chefs that are at the top like that three Michelin star in Arzac I never seen her raising her voice ever Ever, ever. She let another chef do that. So she was delegating in yeah. another way and she was respectful and she was there for her customers. So I, I thought that this is a very smart woman. Yeah. This is how she holds on to her staff. It was actually the only, only kitchen I ever worked in there was a chef. He never cooked. He was the creator. So we worked on a table not much bigger than this and he created dishes for the menu and they changed the menu kind of maybe three, four times a year. So he was a really interesting, Xavier, I think his name was, and he was a lovely guy. Just took me under his wing. It was really, really nice. And then when we went over to record one of the Spanish uh, shows, we went into his lab, he called it. So thousands of spices. I didn't even know half of them. But this guy just thinks outside the box. He's an innovative, creative, and he's just very respectful of food. Fair play to you. This podcast is proudly supported by our friends in Curry's. 
PC world. Back to the chat. We have a couple of calls here, uh, okay. Nevin. Some Again? People, some people are standing by. Well, uh, some people are standing by to, to talk to you. I hope you don't mind to Not at all. Talk I'd love that. Um, Perfect. Would you believe Daniel O'Donnell has been you listening in on your conversation? Oh, good old Daniel. And how is he? He's into, well, you can ask him yourself. Okay. Uh, he's on the line. Daniel, how are you? How are you doing, Mario? How are you? I'm having a great time listening to Nev there on the podcast. Nev, how are you, love? Ah, uh, Daniel, good to chat to you. How are you keeping? Are oh, you well? Oh, brilliant. You know, Nevin, do you know one of the things that struck me there about you, love? You never lose the rag. You, you really never lose the biscuit. Like yourself, you got to respect people exactly. and enjoy it. Are you looking after Magella? I am looking after Magella, but I was. can I ask you an old question now? Okay, of course. What do you do? Have you ever had any rude customers? And, and man, the question is, because you're such an unflappable character, have you ever thought of telling one of your customers to go and fuck themselves? Not to their face, to be honest with you. Uh, we, thankfully, we don't get many uh, difficult customers. But when we do, we just have to manage them and just make sure they pay the bill and get the hell out. Only you haven't joking. answered <laughs> me question, Nevin. You're sidestepping me. Can you remember any? Don't, you don't have to say who they are, but can you ever, ever remember somebody who you're going, jeepers, that was particularly rude now? Oh, yeah. Go on. Absolutely. Tell us, Nev. I mean, like, you know, not many. I could count on one hand. Go on. Tell us about the one hand then. <laughs> There was one man, he came down from Dublin and uh, I remember saying goodbye to him when he was leaving and I said, did you enjoy your meal? He said, you know what? I did, but it wasn't everything I thought thought it would be, to be honest with you. And I said, would you come back? He said, probably not. He said, I'd rather just a plain steak and whatever, a few chips and ketchup. And I said, "Okay, we'd we'd have got you that if you'd have asked. So he left, made sure he paid the bill and he left. So that that was, but he wasn't very rude, but he was just, you know, he should have said it on the night. So he should have, Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. All right. I, w- I would have told. I would have said, "Fuck off, back to Dublin, you bollocks." <laughs> okay, that that's fantastic, Nevin. That, that Daniel O'Donnell there. Um, Miriam O'Callaghan is on the line. Ah, Miriam, how are you? Hi, Nevin. It's really enjoying the conversation between yourself and Mario. Um, can I ask you, Nevin? I have eight kids. Eight. Eight. Wow. Um, what is, can you give me the really bored of my cooking at the moment? What's something really easy to knock out for eight children? <laughs> what about the perfect curry? A very simple korma. Okay. So you get korma. some sweet potato. Yeah, write that down, okay. Miriam. Yeah, well done. Uh, a couple of onions. Yeah. And then you cook that off with some curry powder, turmeric, mm-hmm. coconut milk, mango chutney. Okay. And then the key to this is to get a couple of chicken breasts and then you slice them and you actually poach them in this coconut uh, korma. So it is. If you want it spicy, I'm sure you like it spicy, Mary, Miriam. Yeah. And uh, you can put in some chili into Slow the filter. Sorry. Down. Chili. Chili, yeah. Chopped. Korma. Yeah, chicken. Breasts. <laughs> breasts. <laughs> How many breasts? Uh, it depends on the size of them. <laughs> How, Probably how one. Do you, how do you like yours? Uh, soft to the touch. <laughs> um, one breast per person, or you can use some monkfish. Well, naturally, absolutely. Okay. And then you gently Nevin. poach them low and slow. That's the only way to go, isn't it, Miriam? Okay. Two breasts, low and slow. Okay. Thanks, Nevin. Can I just say one more thing? Yes, go on. Absolutely filthy. <laughs> Thanks, Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's brilliant. That was disgusting, to be honest with you, Nevin. I, I've never heard two people talk dirty over the phone like that. You over and... chicken breasts? That's huh? unreal. Well, you made it sound really remotely <laughs> filthy, to be honest with you. 
Um, there's another question here from uh, if you put on your headphones there okay go on Dr. Ava Orsmond is on the line Ava Ava wants to talk to you if you can answer her question of course hello Mario hello Nevin hello Ava I have one question for you why do you put so much sugar and salt into your dishes everybody is getting fatter and fatter in this country what is your least Calorific meal. Why are you making everybody fat? <laughs> she hasn't even talked about the butter. Well, answer <laughs> me. <laughs> Do you know what? Good produce, good cooking from scratch. That's what it's all about. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of sugar and salt. Is there, Mario? <laughs> oh, well, I, uh, no, 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 no. Nothing wrong with some sugar and salt. I love sugar and salt, as you can see. <laughs> Uh, but I'm worried about Ava. I, Ava, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Of course, you asked the question. So, Ava, um, I, I think we just need to be careful. I think when you cook from scratch, you can you can control the amount of sugar and salt you put into your food. So I think that, that that's the key. Cooking from scratch. It's the processed foods that I would be kind of like more worried about that. You don't know how much sugar, salt and additives, you know. I mean, that's why it's cheap. Because Let, it's let's say I wanted to. Let's say I <laughs> let's say I wanted to go up to McNean House and yes. I wanted to go um, just for a laugh now. This is to, uh, actually okay. Ava Orsmond okay. question. Okay. So let's say I wanted to go. I don't care about the calories. Yes. I just want, I, in fact, I want the most calorific meal you'd have. Because <laughs> I really do want it. What would you give me? Wow. Well, we'd do a tasting menu. So we would. So you get lovely home <laughs> eight courses. Eight courses. We'd give you a lovely selection of breads and a dip. And then we'd do a nice little kind of pre-starter. We have a nice pia mint puree or pia mint veluta. Fancy name for a soup. Mm. Uh, we have nice marinated tuna and then a nice little braised lamb croquette. That's the amuse-bouche. You know mm-hmm. what that is? Yeah. Pre-starter. And then for your first course, nice slow-cooked pork belly caramelised with some salaric remoulade, which is like a salaric coleslaw, uh, black garlic and an apple sorbet. And then for your fish course, beautiful scallops from Castletown Bear with some lobster from Mullockmore, a nice Thai broth because I love Thai food, so I do. Mm-hmm. And then a palate cleanser, we give you ginger uh, beer granita, which is like a sorbet. And then for your main course, so we're open 32 years and we use the local duck from Thornhill. So it's a local uh, free range duck. It's a it's a Peking Aylesbury variety. We cook that nice and pink, serve it with uh, quinoa and then some nice uh, kale and a honey and ginger sauce. Serve it some nice buttery spuds. You couldn't beat that. And then your pre-dessert, a mango soup with some uh, some nice uh, lime um, uh, posset it's like a set cream so it is in a coconut foam and then to finish off a chocolate fondant peanut and caramelised banana good coffee chocolates <laughs> and some petty furs and then we just carry you up to bed that's it so that's how King there. Henry VIII died <laughs> I wondered that's it. he had a, a Nevin oh, Maguire he, he, he died of a Nevin Maguire tasting menu he did. in McNean House he travelled over from his big castle in England and he went give me the Nevin Maguire and he passed out the and next day. And we fed him well. Hmm. The next, the other question I asked you on the email, um, if you could be somebody else for one day, Nevin, who would it be? Oh, oh, Alex Ferguson. Right. And I why? think I answered, I'll tell you why. Um, what a manager, what a legend. I mean, like when he started, when he came to Man United, he was nearly going to be sacked and then they won the FA Cup. And then just the way he bought on a lot of uh, young players, I just think he's an inspiration. I've never met the man, I'd love to. Uh, but Man United's been always my team. Like I have uh, four, bro- three brothers, excuse me, and they all follow, um, four brothers, should I say, Jesus, nine of us in the family, I'm getting mixed up. And they all follow Liverpool, so I'm the only Man United man. But I love his drive, I love his... His uh, loyalty to the club, I just think the man's a genius, to be truthful, which I just think he's just, he's won, every, he's won it all. 
there's nothing he has to and he still loves the club as much so I think he's been I just love to be in the dressing room you know the the hairdryer treatment remember when he done that to David oh, yep. yeah. oh that'd be fun. I did a sketch about it yeah I know you did yeah yeah but yeah. He, he's 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 a class man I, yeah. I do really admire him absolutely um the, the whole cooking thing the whole like uh cookery scene especially on television and radio yeah. I mean it, as I said to you at the very beginning it's well, it's, a bit, it, it's kind of turned you all into sort of you know like rock stars in a way <laughs> like or, you know it's a, there's a certain amount of celebrity involved and people are known people know your face people know who you are um, it, it is try and be honest about this now, now yeah, if, if you can if, if I'm looking there is an element for example in com- comedy right where there's there's competition yes there's no denying it yeah I mean if somebody does something really funny on television or radio um, some you know some, you're liable to go oh gosh shite wish I'd done that yes oh shit yes. fuck yes. you got it again yes. nice one you know so in other words you, t- you appreciate how somebody's funny but sometimes you, you, you would be jealous and you go I wish I did that yeah. or fuck him for doing that or oh I was going to do that but they got, they got in before me you know that kind of thing and I was just wondering is there a kind of a, a competitive uh, similar to comp- competition about cooking there's always competition mm. and it's the name of the game because we want our customers, we want to, you know, we're all kind of getting from the same pie, if you know what I mean, to customers. So for me, it's about um, when I look at a competitor, like if we have to do something different in Black Lion, if we're going to get people to drive two and a half hours from Dublin or four hours plus from Cork, Cork's the number two county for customers, we've got to give the whole package. So thank God we have the bedrooms because... To be honest with you, that's that's where you really make a living, to be true with you, so when you have so many staff. So you don't copy, you kind of like, we're, we're, we're all we're all competitive, but we're friends. But at the same time, you know, we want to give your, you've got to be true to yourself. That, that's what I'm trying to say. So like fashions come and go in food and that's always the thing. I suppose the same in comedy too, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you got to be true to yourself. Like local produce, it's all the go now. Sure, it's, it's what I grew up with. Sure. Jeez, I remember going weed in the garden myself and my twin brother, my mother growing the potatoes and rhubarb and turnip and that. God, I hated it. But I knew about good produce and that's where, and that hasn't changed and good food. So when, when our guests come, we want to give a nice food experience. So it might be fillet of beef and short rib. It might be done two or three different ways. So if they're going to get as good um, or that they can cook at home, why, why the hell would they drive up to Black Lion? So it's about creating that experience. So I think every restaurateur and every chef is different. You could give all the chefs the same ingredients and they'd all cook different dishes. If there's a hundred cooks on the telly. Yes. Is there any cook that you go, oh, see him he's on the TT show I might, might just tune in there because I kind of like Rick Stein Rick Stein I like him oh, right. I like him I like him I, I really like Jamie Oliver because he made food fashionable and he got young people into food and cooking and I think he's a really good guy I really I genuinely like him uh, females uh, Rachel Allen she, she's a lady a genuine lady and yeah. a real talented woman I, I just really like her Brilliant. the whole Ballymaloo thing I just think she's a very good person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's a decent woman yeah. I used to love Keith Floyd oh my god he was oh, he was pissed yes, half the time yes, he was he was the original he really was Do you know I went over to Thailand uh, many years ago and he had a restaurant over there I didn't know that yeah I'm sure he was never there but he, he was the original drinking the wine and oh, he was he was TV gold <laughs> and you see it repeated some, uh, some uh, Sahar the mornings after Sahar the kitchen like he, he, he was he was the best I the must best. say though as a, as a, as a red blooded male I must say I love Nigella as well Oh, I mean Nigella can turn any any meal into a soft core porn movie <laughs> I mean, Any at all Who can get away With butter and toast Come on now On a TV show I mean like she did that Last year And she got headlines For it Absolutely Clever woman I, I mean she What was she doing She was just there And I have the toast I In know. my hand And the butter Is dripping Ever so gently Onto my fingers 
and I am massaging the butter now into my fingers and I am letting the toast slowly enter my mouth, opening my lips as the triangle of buttery deliciousness melts on my tongue. Bevan. I love it. <laughs> Jesus, Mario. Can't you're... believe. Can't believe, Evan, I'm turning you on, doing an impression of Nigella. That's, oh, that's impressive. That's filthy. Oh, you are genius. No, filthy. <laughs> Thanks a million. Um, okay. I, the, the other thing I asked you was, oh, you have a choice here, Evan. Okay. This is a really good choice. It'll be interesting to see who you pick here because we have them all lined up on the phone ready Okay, again. Do you wish to be um, celebrated by Christy Moore? Do you wish to be interrogated by Miriam O'Callaghan? Or do you wish to be eviscerated by Roy Keane? Ooh. It's got to be Roy Keane. Roy Keane. A United legend. Go on, why not? Okay. Put the headphones yeah, on. Yeah, you say hello to him. Okay. Hello, Roy. How's it going? How are you? <laughs> you good? I'm okay. <laughs> I've been listening to this for the last 45 minutes. And are you impressed? It's a waste of time. What? Absolute waste of time. Ah, go away, you langer. No. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You have a coming. You have a coming at the end of the day. Okay. You know, I, I actually was thinking about you, you know, and I was just going, you know, chefs, what's it all about? You know, throw a few eggs on the pan, you know, a bit of sunflower oil, you know, and there you go. What kind of, what are you fucking getting away with murder here? Okay. The other thing was, I heard about this McNean house. I know a fellow who went up there, Dennis Irwin went up there one time and he asked for a meal. He got one fucking pea on a plate, charged 189 euro for it. 189 euro. I know, Good value. Good value. He needed to go to the fish and chip shop afterwards, battered sausage. And that's next door. That's, and you fucking own it as well, probably a lang ball. <laughs> You're making all the money out of the fish and chips and charging people to- 400 euro for a pea. A moose bouche. My fucking hole. I give you an moose bouche. Jesus Christ. And then it finished it off, of course, when you said you liked the gaffer. Alex <laughs> Ferguson. Oh, good man, isn't no, he? Give me a break, will you? What? Give me a break. Give me a break. No, 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 no. No, one pea on a plate, fish and chips next door. The gaffer. Nah, I'm not having it. I'm not having it at the end of the well, day. Well, you come up and visit us? No. Really? Why? Okay. Okay, good man. Um, um, this is not a, this is a freebie then, yeah? The Absolutely. <laughs> for you, we'll have the red carpet out. <laughs> uh, will so, you bring that Mario boy with you? So no, no 189 euro for, 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 no, no. for soup? We'll wave that, don't worry. Okay, wave okay. that. Okay, we'll wave me in then. <laughs> well, sorry, Nevin, you've, you've, you've sold another customer there. Brilliant. Another happy customer. So we're getting Roy Keane up. Unbelievable. Will you let me know when he's coming up? He I will, will indeed. Okay, I will indeed. Send me a text. Um, any other th- questions I have for you? Uh Sorry, I'm going to ask you the unaskable, actually. No, no, it's not the unaskable. <laughs> but um, uh, do you were go- do, did, did somebody, do, were you going to go on Operation Transformation? No, I was asked. You were asked? Yeah. Now, can I share a little secret with you go about on. this? Right. Because yeah, me and Ian are, are always laughing about this yes. and joking. We're always going, imagine, we're always going, oh, no. I got the call for Operation Transformation. What are you saying? You saying I'm fat? And that's, sort of <laughs> that's it That's exactly And the way they say it Now I don't want to Fan you in like that Yeah that's it That's exactly Because you'd be kind of going yeah. I mean, As an Irish sort of person Who is well known The phone goes Hello it's RTE here yeah. Great We'd like you to do a show Oh fantastic For eight weeks Oh brilliant I'm in What is it Operation Transformation You say not fat You're right but the thing is, obviously, you're not fat. But, but, well, but, no, but no, but I mean, come like, on, be yeah. nice. But, but we could all shed a few pounds. Yeah, yeah. We could all shed a few pounds. You're, you're a bloody, nice. you're, you're a bloody chef for God's sake. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Okay, well, Nevin, okay. You're, put, put yourself down all you like. Anyway, what did you say to Operation Transformation? I said definitely not. No Why? way. Well, first of all, they ring you up and like, this is a couple of years ago now. Mm. Like, my diary would have been full genuinely, but no way would I do that. 
And I come on. Just embarrassed. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Well, just it's not my cup of tea. What do you mean? Just just not doing that the whole thing, the diet and all that, you know. No, 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 just what do you mean? <laughs> wouldn't, so wouldn't you're there. Me for me. So you're there, you're in the evening you're serving up like steak a la mousse bouche yeah. to your customers and then you're yeah, going home and eating salad. a celery. Yeah, exactly. Stick a celery. <laughs> no, just not my thing. And you're know. coming out in a you're coming out to your customers half naked in a pair of black black hot pants. <laughs> Gee, that's a scary thought you'd give everybody indigestion. So you would <laughs> So you wouldn't have done it because you'd be mortified. No, no, I know it wouldn't be. Yeah, it just, it just wouldn't be my cup of tea. And they were, they were nice and exactly what they said, the way they come out. No, I was laughing. I don't want to offend you. You know what I mean? Know. I know. Don't take imagine, this. Imagine yeah. somebody ringing you up saying, I don't want to offend you, yeah. but. Yeah, but you are fat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't want to offend you, but we've got. You need we, to lose we've, weight. We've got six grand and you're fat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. It's a terribly... It's a terribly you, you wouldn't mind if they were ringing you up and saying, listen, will you do a couple of recipes for the show? Of course you would, but now nah, you wouldn't put that. Sure, Jesus, me owning a restaurant. Nah, wouldn't be into that at all. Now, Mario, to be honest with you, no. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have always mm. thought, um, actually, a good idea for a show would have been, not, and this isn't being funny, it's like, not people who are fat, but people, because I thought the hardest stone, the hardest weight to lose is the last stone. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you feel like, because there's so many people, especially people of our age now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in their late 40s and stuff and who are a stone overweight. They're not, they're not over, over, overweight. Yes. And they're not like, you know, morbidly obese. Yes. But there's just that horrific, that, that awful, what they call now COVID stone. COVID stone. And I know. I know, but it's very hard to lose. It's easy to lose big, big weight, but yes. it's hard to lose that last it, stone. And I think that would make an interesting TV show because yeah. it's not easy to do. No. Not easy to do, yeah, you know. Definitely. I mean, you work hard, you're you're very tired. You know, how can you not eat the three biscuits when you go home? But like for for me as a chef, chefs have really bad habits in general. We eat late at night. Yeah, we eat in our feet. We don't have a set routine for for your tasting all the time. Mm. It's even harder with the mass. Gee, and you're making the kitchen. Oh my god, there's no fun in that. So it it is it is a challenge, and it's always like when I was very young. People just think I was anorexic. I was like that. Genuinely, not, mm. not, I'm not making. And I used to be, uh, you know, um, slagged at school about being so skinny. Were you? Jesus, I'll tell you, I changed. So I did too. You know, <laughs> but I mean, like, when people see you, you know, said, customers, you all... say, customers say to you, one woman last week, Jesus, you know, you're a lot slimmer in real life. I said, that's the widescreen TV for you. Oh, it is. Because, <laughs> people will say like, it's, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. You know? People have said, um, oh, you're older in real life. You look yeah. younger on the telly. Um, one woman said to me, "You're recently, much fatter, and yeah. you're much fatter on the telly." You're very fat, she says. You know. <laughs> one woman said to me, and I said, "You know, when someone said that, now I, I, I really want to switch off. I think that's rude. <clears throat> I think that's really rude." Now she was, she was well scootered, but you know, I just kind of politely thanked her and moved on. Sorry, it's Daniel oh, here again. Nevin. Daniel, back I, I, on. I know I've been listening all the time. You know that woman. You should have told her to fuck off for herself. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Daniel. Sorry, he, so he was, we had him. We forgot to hang up on him earlier on. He's good. He's he, is, he, is, he is. He is. He is. He is. Anyway, Nevin, um, you've been a great sport, uh, and thanks a million for doing this. Um, thanks a million for doing the Mario Rosenstock podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I just I admire you so much, and, and thanks for asking me here. And you're just you're a genius. Not at all. Well, pr- thank pr- you. Pr- particularly, thank you for telling us about the the the, tr- the trans music and everything, and <laughs> doing that with it's Michael D. That was absolutely wonderful. I know. I wonder will he do those. I didn't realise he, 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 he will, and I just there's there's no way I would have seen him yeah. as a trans fan. But uh, definitely, he is a man man of the people, isn't he? Man he of is. The people. He's a man of many talents, like yourself, Nevin. Thank you very much. Look after yourself. See you, Mario. Mm. 
and I knew I would enjoy my chat with Nevin and so it was um, that I did and it, of course he came with him with, with replete with lovely gifts and, and raspberry jam which I've already tucked into and whiskey marmalade and uh, a little book uh, Nevin's Midweek Meals which I'm not much of a cook but I'm going to attempt to um, do something simple um, thanks a million for listening to this podcast I hope you enjoyed it um, you can email me mariorosenstock at gmail.com you can twitter me at giftgrubmario you can get me on facebook mario rosenstock um, and please press follow or subscribe for free and uh, download my podcast my thanks to you my thanks of course uh, to curry's pc world um, for getting involved and for um, being proud sponsors of this podcast thanks curry's uh, listen back to previous episodes if you want to listen back to the comedy stuff we really enjoyed putting that together i'll see you same time same place next week bye bye <laughs>